little boys and girls. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to a festive episode of You Can't Do That on Television. As you probably guessed by all these exceedingly tacky decorations, this week's show is about Christmas. And you know bah. what? Humbug. Oh, uh, Ross, I was just telling everyone that this show is about Christmas. You heard me. Bah, humbug. <laughs> Happy holidays, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And Brett's here today. <laughs> and this is sure episode, is. oh gosh, 184? Four, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking You Can't Do That on Television, Christmas, just in time yeah. for the holidays. You guys have recorded 183 of these already? <laughs> <laughs> If you before you heard that number, Brett, what, what number did you think we were on? I knew you were over a hundred, but I didn't know you were approaching two hundred already. Oh the Lord, That's a lot of content. <laughs> One might say too much content. Yes. Uh, speaking of too much content, uh, you can't do that on television. Um, yeah. Brett, yes, we're, too we're... much content. <laughs> It really, you know, I I don't dislike you can't do that on television. I, I would even say I have like kind of a fondness for it. But as mm-hmm. you're watching it, and this was true the last time we reviewed it uh, on the Halloween episode, it feels like a lot is coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> With no explanation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like whiplash. So, so to clarify for listeners, um, I've never actually watched this show before. So I just kind of watched this episode out of nowhere and... I, I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> Do you think you would have liked it as a kid? I can't imagine liking that at any <laughs> stage of my life. Wow, okay. There was like seemingly no introduction to the show except for like a weird screen of like a guy's cartoon guy's face that breaks and then it just right into it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, but it seems kind of like, I think we talked about it last time, but like this show was, I think, pretty foundational for Nickelodeon. It was a Canadian, originally a Canadian aired show. Nickelodeon bought it. And, yeah. you know, I think you get slime here and you get kind of the like just off the wall antics. I mean, is that fair, Andrew? Yeah, it feels like it kind of is responsible for a lot of the Nick aesthetics. Well, according to the Wikipedia page, it is responsible for the slime. <laughs> Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing if this is your first episode, Brett. The 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 thing you can't say is I don't know. Uh, that's that's what gets you slimed. Really? Yeah, yeah. So in this episode, I think she says something like I, I don't know, Alistair, or something yeah. like that, and she gets slimed. <laughs> okay. I feel like they could have probably explained that better, but. Well, this is uh, this is season um, five, so yeah. <laughs> you know, in in real time, I'm, I'm guessing people had caught on. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Well, they did talk about the slime just before she got slimed, so I didn't even realize that there was like a catchphrase for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, pretty incredible that there's that many seasons. I mean, this yeah, I think there's like nine or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Really yeah. Um, this episode, uh, aired Saturday, December 8th, 1984. Mm. So it aired before any of us were born, um, which is probably why, you know, we missed it. And, uh, (laughs) it's, it's season five episode. I saw two things, either episode 15 or 17. I'm I'm Mm. not sure, but either way it aired in December of 1984. Uh, do you guys want to hear a little bit about that month? Sure. Sure. Uh, so December of 1984, the first planet outside of our solar system is discovered. Wow. I, I didn't go further than that. I don't know what it's called. Pretty um, recent. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, the 50th Heisman Trophy is awarded to Doug Flutie. Hmm. Congratulations to Doug. <laughs> he, had those, he, had those, he, had, he had those Flutie flakes. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mention that. Um, on the same day that this uh, episode aired, it was a Saturday night, 
that that SNL that Saturday Night Live was hosted by um, Ringo Starr. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the South African Archbishop Desmond Tutu is presented with his Nobel Peace Prize that month. Um, the USA, France, and England all perform nuclear tests in Nevada, which I think is not allowed anymore. Uh, uh, a big, big event. Uh, Def, Le- Def Leppard's drummer Rick Allen loses his arm in a car crash. Ah, uh, yes. And that's just. Uh, I feel like that's like a. I don't know. I feel like the fact that Def Leppard's drummer had one arm was like really important yeah. in rock history during that time. Yeah. Uh, and pretty cre- incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really incredible. Uh, at the time, the oldest living gorilla on record dies that month. Uh, oh. Its name was M- M- Mesa or Massa. Uh, and it had lived. Let's see. I got to do the math here. Uh, it, it was 52 when it died or 50, 54 when it died. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I think it's been surpassed since. Was there any good things that happened this month? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess well, we, yeah, we discovered a planet. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Ringo Starr hosted SNL. Desmond Tutu, come on. Uh, the uh, and then on the second to last day of the year, uh, LeBron James is born in Akron, Ohio. There you go. <laughs> Cleveland Cavalier legend, uh, to my knowledge, hasn't played for any other teams. Uh, Let's see. TV that month, there was a sh- there was a show that premiered called Crazy Like a Fox. Anybody uh, familiar? No. Nope. <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy okay. show, maybe? In 84? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then ended that month, the Dean Martin Celebrity Roast, Captain mm. Kangaroo, and something called After Mash. <laughs> After Mash. <laughs> uh, man. I feel like you can't do that on television much as I'm lukewarm on it, I guess. Uh, it really kind of ushered in the new age of TV. <laughs> you think so? You think? <laughs> Cheering those shows that ended. Captain Kangaroo, like, give me a break. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great shows before before uh, this. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, kids television, I guess. Modern television starts with you can't do that on television. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> the bad rock and all we know and love. <laughs> Less lie, man. Uh, music, uh, music that month for one week. The number one single is "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" by Wham. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For two weeks, out of touch by Hall and Oates. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know that Hall and Oates uh, phone number line still up and running. Oh really? That's awesome. Hall and Oates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and like a virgin for two weeks by Madonna. Mm. Pretty big month for singles. Yeah. I mean, usually there's something I don't know. Uh, also released that month, uh, Foreigner releases an album, Frank Zappa and Black Flag all release albums in December of, uh, 84. Uh, number one movies that month, we have a movie called Missing in Action for one week, which I don't know. No. Uh, but for four weeks we have Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, nice. You like that movie? Um... I guess I've only seen it in like pieces on Comedy Central. I guess I've never really like sat down and watched the whole thing. Oh, wow. so. okay. Hmm. That's a little silly. Other stuff to uh, other stuff to be released that month. A movie called The River with uh, Sissy Spacek and Mel Gibson, hmm. and uh, probably most notably, well, I guess Beverly Hills is most notable, but uh, Beverly Hills <laughs> Cop. But um, David Lynch's Dune. Ah, huh. yeah. Yeah. I enjoy um, it. Much yeah, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's at least an interesting watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then video games that month uh, for, in the arcade, Namco releases Dragon Buster, which is one of the first games to feature a life bar. Hmm. Um, let's see what else we have. Kung Fu Master, which lays the foundations for the beat 'em up genre. These are not my words. Um, <laughs> a t- <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Atari Games uh, Atari Games releases Marble Madness, their first game written in the C programming language. 
That game's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I think I've played Marble Madness. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Okay. It was always on the Namco museums. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty fun. <laughs> Uh, and then Nintendo releases Ice Climber and Balloon Fight. Mm. Okay. So, uh, this really, this I gotta say, this really does mark like a sh- turning point in time. Like '85 is like NES. Um, I feel like uh, some of those '80s cartoons maybe started then. It just feels like a '84 to '85 is like a big shift. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, the same seems it seemed the same kind of for the '90s too, like '94, '95. Yeah. It moved away yeah, from the true. '80s. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a little bit about uh, December of 1984. Do you want to talk about the craziness that is? Uh... <laughs> you can't do that on television. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, before I know we've said this before, but uh, I think maybe the best part about this is the opening sequence both the video and the audio that's great just, yeah it's totally enjoyable um do you like that, that like, theme song <laughs> i don't think i even remember a theme song <laughs> it's <laughs> it's weird it's got that like scream in the background you may have thought it was a I sketch <laughs> <laughs> possibly <laughs> the first thing that i remember is like a drunk dude reading to his daughter in bed yeah that's I think right. it's, yeah yeah i think it comes before the intro it's like that's children's sausage factory. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird. <laughs> I still um, wasn't sure if I was watching the right thing though. At that yeah. point, yeah, yeah it sounds like, like is this it? <laughs> sounds like you ended up in the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So as Brett said, at home, Dad is telling Vanessa the story of Rudolph when she questions how Santa could possibly visit every house in time. And with a great whoosh, Santa Claus and his reindeer and his sled disappeared over the rooftops and into the night. The end. Well, how did you like that story, Vanessa? Entertaining, Dad, but there's just a few inconsistencies. Incon- what, what, sissies? Inconsistencies. You see, I was just figuring. Mm -hmm. For Santa to travel all the way around the world to every kid's house on one night, his sled would have to travel approximately 200,000 miles per hour. Yeah, but you see, he's got a lot of rocket-powered sled. Uh, uh, Oh, he knows a bunch of good shortcuts. What about fuel consumption? According to my calculations, he'd have to refuel approximately every... Oh, he's got got diesel-powered reindeer. Yeah, very fuel efficient. Dad calls her bluff, threatening to make things easier on Santa by canceling her presents. And she takes her complaint back. Um, (laughs) And I I feel like this uh, first sketch sort of uh, foreshadows the sketches to come in that there's like no real joke. It's like a half joke. Yeah. The whole uh, well, the show is half jokes. <laughs> I feel like um, you know, I feel like in a lot of cases the joke is like the heart of the sketch, but they're really bad at like finishing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruin the review, but like half of the sketches are like 30 seconds long with like one joke and then it just cuts to the next thing. <laughs> like, okay, that's good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I that I kind of like. I kind of like the like urgent nature of it. But yeah, oh, the, you know, no, it's, no, Andrew. It's so quick. It often feels like they just didn't even have time to develop anything here. Yeah. Like they had 10 writers. They're like, all right, write your best joke down on a piece of paper and we'll film it. <laughs> it just happened. They're all pretty bad. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to. Start. Okay. I, I can't some wait. Of these are, some of these are great. I mean, some of them I laughed at. I won't, I won't say I didn't because. <laughs> They're just really dumb G-rated jokes that I enjoyed, but <laughs> there was like no cohesiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, Nasty is bidding, busy putting up the dungeon tree and he forces Alistair to be the angel on top of it. Yeah. This um, one was not great. Yeah. Not a great one. Um, and, but this, uh, this whole dungeon thing always kind of creeps me out. Even now, um, it's just very weird. This creepy guy keeping this kid locked up. Um, I don't yeah, I feel like one of the most one of the most like identifiable things about uh, you can't do that on television is all the kids who are always just tied up either to like a shooting post <laughs> yeah. or in the dungeon or you know in a detention. There's just every episode has kids shackled, and it's yeah. um, 
pretty disturbing <laughs> in retrospect, but I remember as a kid feeling like it was kind of cool. Wow. You were <laughs> more... No? Uh, I, I remember being sort of scared by all the adult characters. When I was really oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's still terrifying looking. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, over in the studio, Christine, Moose... Uh, and the rest of the kids are getting excited for Christmas as they decorate. But Ross is so upset about what the holiday has become that even he refuses to give the cast their, their bonuses this year. Um, yeah, this whole the whole studio segments with the bonuses are just kind of like you could lose them. Um, I have the show. I mean, yeah. I agree that they're not really funny. However, I think I might like the studio segments the best of any of them. Um, really? I just kind of, I don't know, something about the behind the scenes. It feels like something's happening. Like those studio segments are kind of connected to each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess they're they're driving like a plot. <laughs> yeah. Where slightly. nothing else is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, afterwards, Snake Eyes crashes the school bus in, into someone's porch, and he convinces the kids to act like they're carolers. <laughs> okay, so so this is good. Yeah, <laughs> the Snake okay. Eyes bits oh. are good. Good job, Ray. Right? <laughs> Start singing a Christmas carol. Christmas carols? Why? Well, because then maybe the folks who live in this house won't mind us being on their front porch. Come on, silent. Here we go. Are they? I mean, at this point, I still wasn't entirely like convinced that this was a sketch comedy show. I was like, what is happening here? Uh, yeah, I think like the idea of crashing your bus and you know trying to pass it off like you're there to Carol is uh, I, borderline genius. I agree. The idea, I like the idea. Um, it's just again the execution that's like leaving a lot to be desired here. <laughs> is Snake Eyes less lie? I think so. Okay, I think okay. he's the only guy on the show. Like no, only adult Blips, are, Blip, Blips Arcade's definitely someone else. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It looked like someone else. I mean, I'll trust you on it. I haven't uh, <laughs> looked it up to confirm, but um, back at home, Alistair complains about having to wear the pink pajamas his aunt made for him, but his mom assures him he can stop wearing them just as soon as Auntie Anne saves up enough to buy a house in 10 or 15 years. Yeah. That was a good joke. I enjoyed that one. <laughs> See, I don't know about this one. <laughs> there was some good uh, social commentary, too, on how hard it is to save money. Uh, <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. There's definitely some commentary here. Uh, but overall, it was a really dumb bit. <laughs> um, at school, Vanessa's stuck in detention for cutting the tops off the pine trees out front to use as Christmas trees, <laughs> and she bribes Mr. Shitler with one to let her out. With the tree of his own. You're here again, Vanessa. What is it this time? Oh, I just cut down a few Christmas trees, that's all. You mean at one of those uh, tree farms? Well, not exactly. You know those great big pine trees in front of the school? Yes. Well, they're all about six feet shorter now. <laughs> well, no wonder they sent you to detention. Vanessa, that was a terrible thing to do. I am going to ask but you. You know, I saved one for you. A great big green bushy one. It's really nice. Well, but I, said, I don't know what to say. It is the season of goodwill toward men and that sort of thing. Maybe we could reach some kind of an agreement. <laughs> After all, it is the season to be jolly. Oh, yeah. um, how tall? Um, this actually is one of my favorite parts of this episode. That one? Yeah. Just something about the something about the idea of uh, that's where she got the Christmas trees from. Um, I kind of do like his like face and grimace he makes when she tells him that he has a tree out front. He's like, oh, well, I guess tis the season. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean this this one seems pretty just mediocre. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, meanwhile, Alistair is practicing his kissing in the studio, but Lisa informs him that since he couldn't find any real mistletoe, he can't get any real kisses. That was uh, a zinger. She put him on blast. 
<laughs> it was a zinger. Um, out on the firing range, one of the kids pretends he's Santa Claus, but the plan backfires when El, El Capitano decides to get retribution for the socks he received last year. Ready? Hey, what's going on here? How come you're wearing these clothes? I'm Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Santa Claus? I thought he was fat. Santa's been doing some dieting. Bit of jogging, some tennis. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, well, you do look good. Thanks. Wait a minute. Santa has a long white beard. Santa's been shaving. Oh. Oh, ah, but Santa Claus is very old. I don't take a very good picture. In the flesh, I look a lot younger. Ho, ho, ho. That's it. I believe you. You are Santa Claus. And you know, seeing as you left me just a pair of socks last Christmas, amigos, ready? Uh, yeah, this is, this is, I think, the third best sketch. Okay. Was this the one where he was tied up to the post and then shot yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, he's trying and to roll off like he's Santa. Had a real dark ending there. Yeah, this one's pretty <laughs> disturbing to me. <laughs> And El Capitano, El Capitano himself is very disturbing. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's a really he's a reoccurring. I mean, I guess everybody on the show is pretty reoccurring. Like all these sketches are pretty much the same every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, I think, the most memorable to me. I know some people would argue Barf, who's not in this episode, but um, uh, yeah, he's just so like. The whole premise is just so messed up, but I do love I do love the kiddo. He's trying to like get one over on him. It's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's, the kid should always be winning the sketch, though. You know, like he should yeah. always end up getting shot. Like that would be the joke to me. But um, so at <laughs> Sorry, the studio, the the. Uh, <laughs> At the studio, the girls are wrapping their present for Secret Santa, and Christine reveals that Ross has been stuffing the ballots. Back at home. I mean, I guess it's a funny idea. Ross is trying to get all the gifts for Secret Santa. Of course, everyone will find out shortly. Um, yeah, that's all right. Back at home, Doug is searching everywhere for his presents, but when he leaves the room, Mom tells Dad... She hid them someplace he hasn't looked in years. It's driving Dougie crazy. He can't find his Christmas presents anywhere. Uh, uh, where, where did you hide them? Oh, I found a place he hasn't looked in years. Under his bed. <laughs> Again, that was just another one where it's like, write your best joke down and we'll fulfill it. Yeah, major dad joke vibes. Yeah. <laughs> At school, Alistair gives his report on his favorite Christmas carol, Silent Night. Okay, it has 11 letters. It begins with S. Hold it. And when... Wait a minute, Alistair. What are you doing? I'm giving my report, sir. Your assignment was to give me a review of a Christmas carol. Well, that's right. And Silent Night's my favorite Christmas carol. <laughs> Christmas carol? A Christmas carol? By... Uh, Charles Dickens. I've never heard any about him, sir, but maybe if you sung a couple of lines, it might come back to me. Oh, where does the school board find them, and why do they keep sending them to me? Great. This one actually got an actual laugh out of me. I thought that was a good bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so dumb that I <laughs> thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was a really good play on words. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Sure. It actually took. I think I had to rewind it once to like get what was going on. Yeah, uh, Christmas Carol, my favorite one. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe if you sung it for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the studio, Doug is upset about all the toys he got for Christmas instead of socks, ties, and a new atlas. Introducing <laughs> us to the opposites segment. Yeah, this is a recurring. This is, this is a re yeah reoccurring. Yeah. Oh, that is? I wasn't really yeah. sure what was happening there. It's, it's, I got I got the joke, but I didn't realize that that was a thing. <laughs> but it's like the next few segments, I guess, are supposedly opposite. Um, so later, the boys are singing carols when Dad comes out. Silent night, hold 
what is this racket? We're caroling. I can hear that. Don't you know anything hipper than Silent Night? I actually uh, like that one too. What is that, See, man? you're coming around. You're coming around. It's like I know what it is. Can you sing something different? You just you just needed Andrew to slowly describe the joke. <laughs> I thought I said at the beginning that some bits were funny, but it was just all chaotic. Yeah, it definitely feels that way when you're watching. Yeah, and you only get like one second to laugh, and then right. you're on to that. You're right. Um, Meanwhile, Snake Eyes can't get the bus started, so he gives the kids the day off. But they decide if they hurry, they can walk in the freezing cold to make it to the last half of their last class. Get it? Like it's yeah. the opposite. <laughs> yeah, very <Okay>. good. Um, <laughs> uh, back at the studio, Alistair managed to get a hold of some real mistletoe, and he even made a helmet covered in the stuff to chase after the girls. Uh, pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> Weird bit. Over in the locker room, Alistair warns Doug not to give Coach a necktie for Christmas because the last coach hanged himself with one after they lost the game. Hey, Doug, what'd you get the coach for Christmas? I got him a necktie. Well, I wouldn't give it to him if I were you. Why not? Because that's how we lost the last coach. He hanged himself with a necktie after one of our games. Well, what should I give him then? Well, why don't you just give him a handkerchief? Everyone else's. And I mean, he uses them when he cries. And he sure cries a lot around this team. Did you just skip? Did you just skip a bit? Because uh, that's the, the second time they're in the locker yeah, room. I did skip over the first locker room just because it was. So, I was like trying to sum this up as best I could in the first I one. I was like, waiting for that one. That one was great. Well, what yeah. happened in it? I felt it like, it, like just... it was like five seconds long. And then the coach was like, I wanted some real talent. And what did you get? Two lumps of coal. Yes. Yes. It was <laughs> it's just the kids so... that are the lumps of coal. <laughs> it was just so <laughs> nothing that I, <laughs> it was like 10 <laughs> seconds. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that just um, happened. <laughs> this, uh, that uh, now that you're saying it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, this necktie thing is like the most morbid yeah. thing, yeah, maybe yeah. ever on this show. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty intense. Yeah, I mean they they definitely like play around with jokes about killing people a lot. I think on the show. Yeah, so. yeah. It's pretty uh like as far as all the questionably like possible uncomfortable stuff in Nickelodeon shows, uh, yeah, this stuff gets me more than anything. <laughs> really yeah like this kind of creeps me out uh talking about the last coach killing himself jeez <laughs> and then the coach is just <laughs> sitting there crying next to him the whole time a, a children's <laughs> comedy show <laughs> what? We, we've talked about this andrew but i feel like this is where our sense of humor deviates where like my gut reaction there is like oh my god that's funny <laughs> <laughs> Something about grown men crying. Not that I'm against that. You know, it's good to have a healthy cry. Uh, But something about adults crying on children's television is a particularly of humor to me. Yeah. All right. Man, this one, it's just so dark. Uh, But okay. Okay. Um, At school, Mr. Schittler asks the kids about the places that contributed to Christmas. And Vanessa suggests the Far East where all the toys are made. Now, many of our Christmas customs come to us from other faraway lands. For example, Santa Claus, Sinderklaus, Holland, Tannenbaum, the Christmas tree from Germany, and of course, Christmas cards from merry old England. Now, can anyone in the class think of any other countries that have contributed to the enrichment of our Yuletide celebrations? Oh, sir, Vanessa. Oh, sir, the Far East. The Far East. What have they given us? Presents. No, no, no. I think you'll find, Vanessa, that the custom of giving presents was from the Romans. No, 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 no. I mean the presents themselves. I mean, you look on the bottom of any toy, they all come from the Far East. Hong Kong, Taiwan, Japan. This one was real weird to me. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Yeah. Uh... 
yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about it. The uh, and the kids like all clap for her at the end. Like it was such a good zing on the teacher. <laughs> what 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 made you uncomfortable about it? I mean, I guess just like thinking about in the eighties and like child labor and. China was probably not the best to be poking fun of jokes that toys were made there. It just seemed like a poor taste. Yeah, my brain didn't go that extra step. And then the kids were just like, yeah! Yeah. (laughs) They do make our toys! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In the studio, Alistair surprises Lisa with a mistletoe kiss, and she's fooled into saying the forbidden words. Look up, Lisa, look way up! Oh, Alistair, do you think I'm dumb or something? Am I gonna get slimed? Lisa, it's not slime, trust me. Okay. Mistletoe? <laughs> oh, boy germs. Oh. I don't know. I think I would have rather been <laughs> Well, Lisa, this is a season when wishes come true. Yeah. Slime to the world, the time has come. Let Lisa receive her slime. You're not going to say him, Andrew? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cute, cute slime sound effect. You just got it, Andrew. I always wanted to be slimed. Um, later dad is having trouble assembling his gift and mom points out that he's reading the Japanese instructions just (laughs) so dumb it really is but is Les Lai a very good actor because I feel like Les Lai is a very good actor yeah he's good he can slip into all of his different personalities pretty easily yeah um Meanwhile, Ross starts to get in the holiday spirit when the kids beg him for their bonuses. Back in the dungeon, Alistair gets caught <laughs> digging a hole. Jesus, it, he... feels, it feels like this episode should have ended like five minutes ago. <laughs> I know, we're like halfway. Um, uh, Alistair in the dungeon gets caught digging a hole and he presents Nasty with a special Christmas gift. Trying to tunnel your way out of this dungeon, eh? Well, that is going to cost you 50 lashes. No, 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 you've got it all wrong. That's not an escape tunnel. It's not? No, you've ruined it all. Well, I was going to put your Christmas present in there so you couldn't find it. Oh, Christmas present? You bought me a Christmas present. Oh, I'm Okay, now just close your eyes and count to 100 and I'll get it, okay? Okay. 100, that's the time. Comically large bomb. <laughs> this is probably my favorite. One. Yeah, this is my favorite like uh, visual gag. Very cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, as a special Christmas treat, Lisa's little brother requests that the cast sing jingle bells instead of doing locker jokes. Uh, which I think is a treat for all of us, really, right? What do you mean? I mean, Br- Brett doesn't know this, but uh, normally they do locker jokes here. I picked up on that. Which are pretty poor. <laughs> oh, I see. They saved us from the joke. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice gift. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're just running out of steam. They're like, you know, it's Christmas. We we could just yeah. not write jokes this week. <laughs> yeah. How do we not? Yeah. How do we explain them away? Um <laughs> Uh, at home, the family demands a Christmas turkey, but mom reveals that she couldn't go through with killing it and presents them with a live bird. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I mean, um, I saw it coming and I still yeah. loved it. Like, especially the camera work of the uh, turkey peeking over the box. Yeah, it was <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, when Doug and Alistair go Christmas treating, they end up getting a lump of coal. I thought this was sort of funny. Christmas tree. Oh, no, this is the worst one. Oh, I worst like the idea. <laughs> Gotta be the worst. Gotta be the worst. Um, it's like two seconds. The one where they're on the bus. I'm like, oh, maybe we can get to our last half of our last class. That was yeah. the worst one. Yeah, that is very hmm. bad. Okay. This at least was a clever idea. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> inside the house, Lisa complains about all the cheap fake Christmas decorations, and Dad realizes they really have come a long way since the old days. Um, uh, this is a pretty bad one, too. It's pretty poor, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of there's like no, there's really shockingly, no joke. yeah. Uh, wait, the joke at the end when he's like, haven't we? Yeah, it's supposed to be like, have we come along? Yeah, like, have we come a long way since the old days? We're just using yeah. fake decorations now instead of the old one. Uh, anyway, uh, on the bus, Snake Eyes re- reveals his favorite thing about Christmas, being rid of the kids for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Snake Eyes, get them. Got them. <laughs> Roasted, toasted, and burnt to a crisp. <laughs> um, back in the studio, Ross refuses to budge on the bonuses until Christine reveals that she needs the money to buy him a gift. What is going on here? We're getting ready for the party. What party? The Easter party. Ross, <laughs> the Christmas party? Oh, yeah. Christmas parties, Christmas bonuses. That's the bottom line, you know. Money, money, money. Yeah, but see, Ross, we were going to um, exchange gifts at the party, and, and it's just that I need my Christmas bonus if I'm going to buy you a gift. But it doesn't matter. Me? Never mind. Oh, wait a minute. That is different. I will arrange for those Christmas bonuses today. <laughs> and uh, how'd you like uh, a little money, uh, maybe for uh, food and drink? Oh, no, it's okay. Well, if you're going to insist, I was thinking maybe some French champagne, some French champagne, maybe some corset. Wait a minute. Yes, you're in luck. Uh, over at the arcade, Blip tells the kids he's going to spend the holidays doing his favorite thing. Oh, here you are, Jackie. <laughs> so, Blip, mm-hmm. what are you doing over Christmas? Christmas? Well, the same as every year. I phone down to the bank, and uh, they let me spend a few days in the vault. That's where I, I count my money, and I stack it, and I fondle it. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then I restock it, and I recount it, and I kiss it. I love it so much. <laughs> Believe it. This was, like, this was like the five years that I guess you could be rich running an arcade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a very specific moment in time. Uh, in the dungeon, Nasty presents Alistair with his present. Water skis to use in the shark-infested moat outside. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not my favorite. <laughs> uh, maybe not your favorite? <laughs> well, it doubt, might no. be. <laughs> but potentially it is. <laughs> um, at home, Alistair and Lisa agree- are geared up for Christmas shopping in their helmets and pads, and Dad comes home all bloodied and bruised. I don't even remember this one. Hold on. <laughs> it must have blacked out. It was about that long. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing good about it really is that Les lies like all his knuckles are all bloodied like he was getting in fights out there. Um, In the studio, the girls have tied up Alistair to stop him from trying to kiss them. And Ross uses the opportunity to make him pay his union dues. (laughs) Maybe, I mean, (laughs) one of the better jokes, I guess, for me, even though it was poor. (laughs) Um. Back at home, Vanessa wants to leave a snack for Santa, but Mom will only let her leave diet yogurt to keep Santa Dad's stomach from getting any bigger. Night, Vanessa, Night. and go to sleep before Santa Claus gets here. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I just want to get Santa a snack. What do you think he'd like? Beer, uh, beer, and pizza, and a couple of big sandwiches, some uh, chips. I think Santa is probably on a diet, dear. Oh, Santa's not out on a diet. Well, he should be. Oh, you think so, do you? Uh, yes, otherwise they're going to have to write Goodyear on his tummy and float him over the football stadium. <laughs> and guess what? Mrs. Claus is going on a trip to the North Pole. I'll settle this. We'll flip for it. Heads. Um, tails. Sorry, Dad. It's heads. Oh. Right, Vanessa. The diet yogurt is in the fridge. <laughs> okay, this this is this is the masterpiece right here. This Are you sketch. Serious? This a masterpiece? Yeah, you know, so as I was going through, I was rating some of my favorite ones. <laughs> this is a 5. This is a 5 crepe crepe sketch. You're out of your mind. Like Oh my gosh. What is it's good so about funny? 
it's so the kid wants to leave a snack for Santa and then it just <laughs> kind of like devolves into the parents arguing with one another. I love uh, it. The only thing I like about it is the idea Dad wants of beer. Yeah. And it was the good. only one that had more than a 10 second premise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really flushed it out. I mean, I like the idea of diet yogurt, but I don't know. It's pretty dumb. Um, oh boy. <laughs> it also couldn't the dad just drink the beer whether or not it was left out for Santa. <laughs> it's a little more special when it's from your child. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the doctor's office, suddenly, um, Lisa is forced to lick Christmas card envelopes while the doctor goes off golfing. Uh, this made no sense to me. This one just yeah. came out of nowhere. It was like the doctor yeah. suddenly in the last five seconds of the episode like, what yeah. The hell? yeah they were definitely running out of material here. <laughs> uh back in the studio the kids are opening their gifts when ross gets stuck in the chimney so christine what'd you end up getting ross for christmas well i got him that new aerobic exercise video oh. tape with the women in the bikini you know? what you doing ross <laughs> And they have to get him unstuck as the credits roll. Thankfully, um, after the after the <laughs> you, you mean it's end credits? Yeah. Thank God we've gotten to the end of this episode. Um, oh man! But that was a pretty that was pretty fun for him getting stuck in the chimney. This was I yes you're right uh, that was like maybe. That was perhaps the best like thing that happened in the episode. Oh, um, I I think I might be a little harder on this because I was trying to sum up <laughs> each death, and it was just a nightmare kind of. Yeah, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> if I had to write down every sketch's premise, I'd probably be pretty angry at the episode. <laughs> I also ended up like rewatching most of them three or four times, just to, like get oh, God. the right <laughs> idea of it. So it was pretty brutal. You skipped the um, best one. Wait, no. Uh, after the credits, is this what you're talking about? No, the lump of coal in the locker room. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Right. Um, after the credits, we briefly get to see the announcer, who's also Les Lie, which I like, uh, and Alistair. Gets his kiss. You can't do that on television. Has been a merry little production. Yo, that was the biggest laugh on the show, bro. Christmas comes once a year, and tomorrow's another day. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So then I'm, you know, I'll put it to you. I mean, I know, I know my favorites, but what would if you had to pick a favorite or favorites, you oh, know, because there's there's a lot of gold here. Um, what, what would you go with? <laughs> Boy, this is tough, man. Do you have a favorite one, Brett? Oh, what you said. Here. Either the uh, a Christmas Carol bit or the uh, lump of coal in the locker room. Okay, um, mine is probably also either the Christmas Carol. Wait, are you talking about the um... the Silent Night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine is either not Snake Eyes. No, good. no. Uh, <laughs> I also like the the we're not gonna take it one or the probably the bomb just because it's like looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, bomb bomb is my second favorite after the snacks for Santa fight. <laughs> which is which is great. Uh, I also love I, I, I don't think you guys liked it, but I like the Santa Claus firing squad, which is I, I just love I just love him tricking El Capitano. I don't not like it. It's just like feels more like a Halloween sketch. It's so brutal. Yeah. Yeah. 
The set's good on it, too. Yeah, the set's good. Man, the kid is just, like, so straight-faced during that. It's it's very a disturbing sketch. Worst sketch? Oh, man. I, I would well, say the one you described that I didn't remember, when where, where he walks in and beat up. Um. Oh, okay. Um. Man, worst sketch. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with your favorite sketch. No way! I just don't like anything about it, and the fact that it's your favorite makes me like it. Makes me like the <laughs> problems with it even clearer. To me. <laughs> the fact that I like the sketch reveals its problems. Well, as you uh, you know, retreaded it, I realized I do dislike this sketch. In fact, and it's no better for. <laughs> I I love. I I guess I just like jokes that like devolve away from the joke. You know what I mean? Like that Mm. move away from the premise. Okay. Um, Um, I just feel like that sketch had so much easy potential for an actual joke that didn't really. What would have been the actual joke? Uh, well, I didn't prepare one, but (laughs) I I maybe could. Yeah, I, I I didn't expect that you had, but um. oh, I don't think the writers of the show prepared one either. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they did. It was masterful. <laughs> um, Brett, did you have a least favorite or something that you were like, "Ooh, that was bad." Um, I didn't really like the studio scenes. Those were really dumb. Yeah, uh, I could have done without those. But as far as like sketches go, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, all of the snake eyes bits, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I'm a real sucker for snake eyes. I don't know. I um, think that's another like that's another mood one too. Like the mood of the bus, the dreary background. I guess I did like the last one where he revealed that his favorite part is that the kids won't be around. But yeah, uh, you know what? Actually, I think maybe the definitive worst sketch is the doctor's office. Hmm, that's a good pick. Mm. It's just worthless. <laughs> Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. That's how <laughs> well, that's good. unmemorable it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, do you want to get into uh, some of the stuff that went into this, Andrew? Yep, let's do it. Hi, this is Bios, Trivia, Ratings, and Stray Observations. Um, so I took a look at uh, Alistair Gillis. He plays Alistair in the show uh he was only he only has one other acting credit um along with some of the other you can't do that on television cast members in ufo kidnapped which um it's like a early nick special and yeah it's it, it looks like an attempt to create almost like an are you afraid of the dark type thing or just like a alien type show like it's serious um but it stars a lot of the kids from this show uh but it never got picked up um and i also took a look at lisa ruddy who plays lisa and uh she also only had one other credit in another you can't do that on television um like parallel show called whatever turned you on which was like another sketch show that sounds very similar to you can't do that on television. So I'm, I'm not sure why they had two separate shows, but weird. Yeah. Whatever turns you on. Um, yeah. The director of the episode uh, is Brenda Mason. And interestingly enough, one of the things she did was UFO kidnapped. So I guess ah. that would yeah. link that together. But uh, the only other thing she's really notable, notable for is this show she directed 48 episodes of you can't do that on television um so that's kind of her whole thing the episode was written by richard cooper um but we talked about him on the halloween so i'm not gonna go over him again okay yeah Uh, trivia uh yeah you already mentioned um there was no barth in this episode which is odd um yeah but also i just wanted to mention that the pink pajamas segment um, is very similar to the scene in A Christmas Story where uh, the main kid gets, like, 
bunny, pink bunny pajamas. Oh, um, you're right. And it's even I thought from that was the in, joke. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe it was. Well, like part of the joke. Yeah. Maybe mm. I didn't put that together. Um, I figured they were just ripping it off. You, I think, wouldn't this have been before a Christmas story? Um, uh, 84? Man, Let's it see. was right. Yeah, it was right. I'm looking at oh, you're right. Yeah, uh, Christmas story is 83. Ah, okay. So, so yeah, that would probably, probably definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's that's all I have for trivia. Um, um, I think you mentioned it last time on the trivia, but I, I didn't go back and listen. But the the theme the theme music is by uh, the National Press Club and the Allied Workers Jazz Band Incorporated, um, and they were actually a real group uh, that they put out a record in 1978. But I couldn't. I mean, I tried to track wow. it down, but I could not find any music from it. Um, so. <laughs> Wow, that um, looks like you... they were they were they were a Canadian group. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I do love that scream in the song. It's just so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 no, that, the, that that theme song slaps. Yeah. Um, stray observations. Um, yeah, I got a few less than usual, strangely. Um. The uh, oh, did you notice the note? The fake show that you can't do that on television is airing instead of that <laughs> was talked about. Was it was it, was it Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer in the A Team? Yep, joins the A Team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Santa's sled has to go how fast to get to every kid's house? Ooh. You don't, you don't remember this one, Brett. No, that was the first bit, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, two hundred thousand. Yeah, no, miles I wasn't per focusing hour. that hard yet. <laughs> uh, two hundred thousand miles per hour. That's right. Of course, that's right. Yeah. Um, did you note the toy that Dad was having trouble putting together? It's kind of hard to make out. It looked no. like Canucks. It was in fact a GI Joe battle tank. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, there's there's other toys you can spot in the studio sections. Did you make note of any of them? Man, um, the only one I specifically noted was that doll that they were throwing around. It's called an ice yeah. cream doll, I guess. Okay. I was not familiar a, with these, but there was a box with the game The Visible Man, which mm. um, you know is more like a science type thing. Yeah. Uh, they had Battle Tank. Uh, and then there was a box where I couldn't make out the middle word, but it said Porsche Turbo, which I, you know, it's yeah. just some kind of car toy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you take note of Mr. Schittler's pin on his lapel? Ooh, no. It's the Canadian flag. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, how far down, how far from school does uh, Snake Eyes bus break down? Oh, man. I don't know. I have no idea. Ten miles. Jeez. How far yeah, from square are hike. they? <laughs> yeah, it's a hike. Um, Alistair is going to get kissed more than who? Oh, man. I don't know. The guy on Family Feud. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good one. He was yeah. uh, known for kissing the contestants, I believe, at the time. Yeah doesn't doesn't quite hold up um okay so they talk about the origins of christmas where does santa come from hmm. oh oh boy i can't remember for sure germany uh, uh holland <laughs> christmas tree <laughs> that one's germany i think yeah christmas tree's germany christmas card uh, little England. us of a That'd be England, Brett. Sure. That's what I meant. Your, your, your former stomping grounds. <laughs> um, I was so confident about that, too. <laughs> Good old US of um, Dad mentions that he's not an engineer. He's a what? Hmm. I have no clue. He's a senator. 
senator. It's <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Dude, does Canada have senators? I guess they must. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I guess I should have put this one in trivia, but uh, Alistair mentions buying the writer of the show, Cooper, a present, and that would be Richard Cooper, the guy who wrote the episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ratings, uh, you know, not really a surprise. The show is not rated on IMDb, um, <laughs> but it did have a score. This episode had a score on TV.com of 9.1 out of 10. Oh, my goodness. What? <laughs> like one vote. <laughs> People love them. Some You can't do that. Uh, so out of... Out of five Krebs stars, what did you give Christmas? Uh, I gave it a two out of five. Um, no, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous, like low or high? Yeah, low. Oh, um, well, I gave Halloween two and a half. I noticed, and this definitely wasn't as good as Halloween. So, uh, you know, I even though we've ripped it apart, like there's something about it that I enjoy watching, like it's so fast paced that I can't really get bored, I guess. Um, But man, these jokes in this one like fell flat for me on practically every (laughs) sketch. It was like, what is happening? Okay. I would have said one, but after this little review, I I find myself finding it funnier. So I think I'm going to go with two. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Well, I, and I, 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 yeah, I know. I know. know. All right. (laughs) <laughs> a perfect five out of five. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm slightly afraid to say it now. Um, I gave it a four. Wow, uh, four. I mean, come on. What else have you given I... a four out of five to? Uh, uh, let's see. My last four out of five went to something like way better than this. I'm guessing. Uh, Br- <laughs> uh, Clarissa explains it all. Brain drain. Oh, I mean that's Dee way Dee's, better than this. Yeah. Dee Dee's haircut. Put, you're putting those on the same level. Oh my gosh, and TV's haircut? Like, that's significantly better than this. Like, by any <laughs> measure. I don't know what to tell you. I really I really enjoyed my watch. Uh, I mean, uh, it did help that I didn't have to write down everything that was happening, but um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of enjoy the frantic pace of it, because I, I did notice yeah. I gave Halloween a... I think, I, let's see, I gave Halloween a two. Um, what? And you upped it to one stars for this? That was way better. I'm just going from my gut. I finished wow. it and I went, yeah, that was fun. Uh, oh, boy. So. This is going down as like one of the strangest ratings in BLC history. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, my my brain's telling me I should probably maybe get that, get down into the threes. But, uh, you know, it's too late. I'm, I'm trusting my gut. Um, all right. Uh, Andrew, are you ready to name the episode? Yes. Uh, I called this one Christmas a go-go. Um, I'm not sure if we used, if somebody used a go-go before, maybe they did. So I might be ripping that off, but, uh, you know, just, it just felt like a super fast paced, christmas episode that's pretty much oh yeah thinking that yeah that explanation actually that works yeah so it's impossible to name a variety show other than (laughs) its general theme which is christmas so the only thing i could really come up with is christmas bonus Mm. yeah because they are talking about getting a bonus throughout the entire episode and then they get it i guess or confirm that they will be getting a bonus yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's good. Definitely an improvement, I think, over the actual title. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, I went with a, a line from the episode, which is "slime to the world." Ah, yeah, that's pretty good. All right then, I guess you can come up with a better one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go back around. What are they? Uh, Christmas a go go. Christmas bonus and slime to the world. Uh, we'll post those. You guys can vote um, before we wrap up. I'm just going to read a uh, one listener letter here. This is from our buddy Jacob. And he wrote us about the lonely ghost versus frozen ghost uh, episode. 
He says, Dear Charles Pemberton, Schilling III, and Aunt Dottie. <laughs> uh, your Versus episode was the toast of Podtober. Consider changing the pod name to the Heatwave Society, because I've never seen a more heated debate. I have a... <laughs> I have a controversial opinion that's guaranteed to give Andrew a massive case of the shivers. I think Lonely Ghost is better than Frozen Ghost. In my verses letter, I praised only Andrew as he gave a great performance in Dreamgirl's defense. But here, I'm strictly showing Joey with a showering Joey with props, with a near encyclopedic knowledge of what makes Lonely Ghost a scream. Joey earned the win. All right, sorry, Andrew, yeah. this is not going to be fun for you. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He, he nailed the story argument. Lonely Ghost is simple on the surface, but complex underneath. Frozen's ghost flaw is that it's the polar opposite. A family feud, weird hauntings, a train crash, lost treasure, way too much story for 25 minutes with little meaning. You'd have to dig a whole lot deeper and get a whole lot muddier than Charles to find any substance here. In the Midnight Society brawl, Lonely Ghost dominated. The most sweeping romance of our time started here, beginning in a fun, awkward way. How did David know it was Kristen's birthday? How? I loved the segment that popped up at the story's midpoint. It served as a good scene transition, feeling more natural than the info dump scene at the end of Frozen Ghost. The characters of Lonely Ghost are the better ones. They're supposed to be what they're supposed to be, which is the magic formula. With Frozen Ghost, yeah, too many characters. Why did the kid need three caretakers? The aunts and Charles were indeed quirky, but quirky personalities don't belong in this cold tale. Debbie, I mean da da Daphne, was rude, and it didn't help that Melissa Joan Hart acted bored, like she was biding her time until Sabri the Sabrina audition. I will say that she kept me entertained with some wicked eye rolls and exaggerated facial expressions. The Lonely Ghost Girl is both creepy and pitiful, as Joey said. She conveyed so much emotion by saying nothing at all. The Frozen guy, on the other hand, kept saying stuff and I could barely hear him. I was like, you're what? Cold? You say? Speak up. Why did he talk so quietly? Maybe he's related to Ashley from 15. His backstory with the bank robber was not at all re realistic and gave me a brain freeze. I'm sorry, Andrew, but Joey called you out. Frozen is not that scary. All the times where random objects mysteriously moved around felt gimmicky and made the ghost look like a first-time haunter. How was all of this supposed to get him his jacket? In Lonely Ghost, all the scares came from one claustrophobic room, ending with a touching scene that had an air of creepiness to it that chills, chills you but doesn't leave you cold. Lonely Ghost rating, 4.5 Krebs stars. And name the episode, The Tale of the Reunion. Uh, Frozen Ghost rating, 3 Krebs stars. Name the episode, The Tale of the Chilly Reception. Sincerely, Jacob. Nice, I like that. Um, you know, I won't begrudge that. I can accept <laughs> that opinion. <laughs> um, I mean, I think, you, I think you were also, like, realistic about the fact that, like, I think you did end up liking the episodes kind of equally, but you also were aware of, like, the perception that Lonely Ghost, I think, is a little well more liked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I was actually surprised by how much more I liked uh, Frozen Ghost after I watched it o over again and, like, picked it through it. But uh, but I get it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. Um, well, thank you, Jacob. Always appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. Um, the holiday season rolls on. Uh, what are we talking about next, Andrew? Uh, next time we're talking about one I'm sure a lot of people have been waiting for. Uh, <laughs> the Mystery Files of Shelby Woo, The Mice <gasps> That Roared. <laughs> Wait, say that name again. The Mice That Roared. Yeah, The Mystery of the Mice That Roared. It's It's got to be the worst named episode we've ever done. Very bad, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I've, I've never seen it. Neither have I, uh, as far as I can remember. Um, it's supposedly a Christmas episode. Yeah. <laughs> the last Shelby we talked about, I think, was Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Halloween. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Shelby Woo. I, you know, just spreading the love. It's a holiday episode. Uh, um, it'll probably be the last Shelby Woo we ever do. Oh, you think so? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I kind of like Shelby Woo, actually. I mean, I don't love it, but I kind of like it. I guess 
you know, just the, po- the podcast is such a like finite thing. You know, it's not going to last forever. And it yeah. just feels like two episodes of Shelby Woo is uh, about, about right. We're pro, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're probably, I mean, we have a work cut out for us just to get to all the episodes that we like still. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, we're really at the point now where we should just be doing like every episode should be Pete and Pete and Are You Afraid of the Dark? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, if you want to get a hold of us like Jacob did, you can find us on Twitter at BOC Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. you know, just click us a bunch on Spotify. Get us up. Get us on that wrapped up list. Just, just, just click every episode. Don't you don't even have to listen. Just click it. Uh, <laughs> that'd be great. And speaking of great, uh, Brett, thanks for um, powering through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it was fun. <laughs> there you have it. Um... It's been a while since I've been on, so it's nice to uh, nice to be back. Come back with a bang. Yeah. This banger of an episode you guys put me up to. <laughs> went from Pete, we went from Pete and Pete baseball episodes to this. What happened? <laughs> well, my rate my rating didn't change that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. But, um, well, uh, we hope to see you guys all next episode. It was just like Christmas. Home, the family demand. Oh crap! Oh, oh my god, Andrew! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> That's an old. That is an old phone. Yep, it's a landline. Yeah. Oh my! Oh, it's not my phone. Let's <laughs> get stranger by the moment. I hope this doesn't get edited out. <laughs> I'll throw it at the end. <laughs>